welcome to the Bored and Bitchy podcast, the place where we love to talk about all the mess that is 90 Day Fiance. I'm Evie, and I'm an LA girl who's currently living in London. Hi, everyone. I'm Kat, an LA girl who's currently living in Arizona. And my warning for you is that we drop profanity from time to time. It's basically sprinkled in. Oh, and also we are on limited time because we had like set up a full hour to record but you know evie and i got into just chatting about life so in the words of evie this is going to be quick and dirty why are you putting us on blast like this <laughs> i was I just, gonna blame because I, I need people to believe they were actually friends oh <laughs> uh, does that not come through i hope i mean that is a true failure that doesn't come through that we genuinely <laughs> like each other um I don't have news this week, and plus we don't even have time for it, but I do have an apology because you are going to hear this and have a drop of like three episodes all at once instead of getting them weekly like we usually post, and I was going to blame our web provider, um, but it just turned out to be me being very technically challenged. I'm very sorry. Um, I messed up, and I will be better to not do it again. She's lying. She was on a binge. Um, you know how she gets. But I'm just kidding. Addiction is real. Sorry if anyone's dealing with it. Why don't we get right into it? Um, and while I don't like to, sh- you know, talk about sadness, I'm going to talk about sadness to get it out of the way so we can focus on the joy. So we'll start with our first couple, Guillermo and Kara. And this week's episode was sad because while we didn't get a whole lot of them, the bit that we got was centered around Guillermo's brother's passing. Um, so if you didn't tune in, his brother was slowly dying of renal failure, and that was like shared with us. And then the next morning, or at least it cuts to the next morning, um, we're told that Guillermo got the phone call at 4 a.m. that his brother had passed away. I was really blindsided by this, um, just because I think sometimes I forget that 90 Day Fiance is a reality TV show, you know. Part that is real. They're real people. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like because there are, you know, things that we know are encouraged by producers or maybe like overdone, not always like, you know, just like filming live. Maybe it's like mm-hmm. overacted a little bit. So yeah, sometimes I forget that these are like real people. And I was like, even when they were telling he was talking to us about the brother's sickness and how he's like sad and freaking out because if he gets worse, he doesn't had the ability to go back to the Dominican Republic at the moment because he does have this immigrant status in the U.S. and he's waiting for green cards. So anyways, I was thinking, oh, this is sad. I hope the brother's okay, but I'm sure everything will be fine. And then like cut to a few seconds later when we're like the next day and they got the call and the brother passed away. I was actually truly shocked. I didn't foresee this coming. I was just like in this Lala world of like, he'll be fine. It's kind of like a plot twist. This is really sad. He, his brother looked fairly young, mm-hmm. um, young or old. It's always sad to lose a family member. I feel so bad for Guillermo. I'm sure he feels really sad not being able to have been there with his brother mm-hmm. um, for those last moments. So, yeah, that, that was just really tragic. It was. And, like, I don't want to dwell on it, but um, when you you had mentioned just a few seconds ago that, like, you know, you forget sometimes these are real people. This was very real, not just because of the very sad news that was at the center, but because of the point that Guillermo made of the immigrant experience and what it means not to be able to go back to see family. Like so many times we get caught up in, oh, people are in the U.S. and like they're having this drama here. But there's one half of this relationship for each relationship where a lot was given up to be there. Um, 
And then another part of it that was just very real and like raw was Kara crying for Guillermo because that's the love of her life or at least her intended. And she's, you know, going through it with him. Yeah, definitely. Very, very sad. Um, But, you know, we know that this was filmed months ago. So not the time he ever will fully ease the pain of losing a loved one. But I hope Guillermo and his family have found some peace. But yeah, just really sad. Really sad for his brother because I'm sure he had a long life to lead. So let's let's transition out of this sadness. So you had said, you know, time will hopefully heal. Do you think time has healed Kobe and the shock of realizing that his woman went and bought a whole other ring because she didn't believe in him? No, I don't think so, because he doesn't even have a mattress to lay in to go and forget his troubles. (laughs) (laughs) No, he's relegated to some guest room. (laughs) Well, when they were on their way to the date night, they were talking about that mattress and what a difference it makes. So um, hopefully that night, Kobe got to sleep in their new bed and she got banished to the other room. (laughs) One would hope. And it's also, again, I'm like, I know this is played up for the show, but don't. If you're already done something hurtful and shady to your fiance, like going behind their back and buying a ring that you felt was better than the ones that they had already given you because you don't have any trust that they will fulfill your wishes, then at least tell him that alone. Like, did that have to be a surprise in front of the family to make him feel even worse? Right. He's on cloud nine. Like, I got my woman this ring. We're so happy. The family is probably really proud of me and like I'm proving to them. And then this shit happens. But I think that there was a funny moment. You know, everyone was in shock that like this was happening. and They had to be there. Her dad's reaction wasn't like, how could you do this? But it was, where'd the money come from for this <laughs> other ring? The dad is like constantly have like his little accountant hat on and he's like (laughs) making calculations in his head and he's like, hold up, hold up, hold up. So she spent like a thousand on a ring and I know she ain't got no money. How much did I spend on Kobe's? Like like he's just like making all these Mm -hmm. equations. He's like, no, it doesn't add up. Where'd she get this money from? And why haven't I been paid any rent? I bet it was from the 10K he gave her for um, the wedding, but you know, speaking of money being spent for the wedding, so we started their whole segment with like mattress shopping, then we went over to wedding ring shopping. Um, and I just thought that like that must have been so awkward for her sister to have been there, like, oh yeah, I think she'll love that ring. Cause in the back of her mind, she's like, cause it looks just like the ring she bought herself. I am actually happy that even though it must have been awkward for the sister, I'm really happy that she was there for Kobe because she seems to be a lot more understanding and supportive of Kobe than Emily is, to be fair. she yeah. They seem to actually have a stronger connection. That's true. I mean, these two sisters are really opposite in, at least from what we see, in how they go about life and, you know, life choices in general. <laughs> well, the one uh, thing that we did see some connection between Emily and Kobe was when they were mattress shopping because they Mm. really wanted to try those mattresses out. Mm. So they were like, hold on, is this mattress, you know, the right height ratio so that I can bend (laughs) you over and hit it from the back? What about (laughs) if we want to do a little side? Like, I felt kind of bad for the store attendant. I did too. And I hope that they like gave a tip if possible. I don't know if tips are (laughs) available when you buy a mattress, but I also like sincerely hope they bought a mattress protector. (laughs) I hope so, too. Okay. Well, 
Um, let's move on over to Shada and Bilal because he's going to need some protecting of his own. Um, he's trying to protect his assets with this prenup. It's still top of mind. And you know what? I got to give it to Shada or at least her B-Real crew. I think that's what the name was of the group when she FaceTimed them. They were making some very valid points. And that one business savvy friend was like, well, you need to put a clause in that prenup mm-hmm. about having babies by a certain time. Yes, yes. And yes, and I loved when she approached Bilal with um, this news that like, all right, I'm going to consider this prenup, but one, I need to talk to your lawyer, and two, mm-hmm. I need a clause in there about an actual time limit to have a baby. And first of all, he's like, what? Why? Why do you need legal counsel to sign a legal document <laughs> that benefits me? And My two, lawyer. <laughs> two, then he was being wants to be like, why are you, you know, I, I don't know, why are you jumping to this whole having kids thing? It seems a little premature when we're still trying to figure out our relationship. And she's like, I could say the same thing about you, which is true. Why are you already thinking about divorce and splitting of assets and everything if we're not, if we don't know where our relationship is? Like, exactly. I'm glad yeah. she made that point. Or like bringing my whole ass over to the U.S., you know what I mean? Um, <clears throat> there was something else that these business savvy savage friends who I'm, I'm loving said and that was okay he's trying to protect his assets but what about all the assets that you gave up at home mm-hmm. like your yoga studio yoga not yoga yoga, yoga, <laughs> yoga. <laughs> your yoga studio which was your means of income and I'm like that is a valid point she gave up a lot and now she's going to be left out in the cold if it doesn't what work I'm out saying <laughs> Bilal's trying to treat her like, you know, she's somewhere showering next to Patch Rat or something <laughs> where every no shade to Rose. No, <laughs> not at all. But yeah, Shida had a comfortable life and he's trying to make it sound like she's all about taking his money where I don't feel like you floss that much. Like you have a nice house, you have a nice car, but what else are you giving, you know? Yeah, I mean, my guess is, like, he really wants to protect his kids, right? He's trying to build, not an empire, but, like, a good, what's the word I'm looking for? Like, a seed or whatever to give his kids. And I get that. you got to protect them. But at the same time, like, where's the protection for this woman? You had supposedly said that as the man, you know, the prenubs was the whole last episode, you were going to be able to protect her. But I'm not hearing a lot of protecting on her part or for her. No, he was more protective of his luggage because he was like, wait, 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 <laughs> don't pull it that aggressively. You got to do it gentle. And that's where I'm like, Shida girl, get on that plane and go to your crew and go back to that Uga studio. That sound, that life sounded hey, so yoga. much better. Yuga, yeah. Uga, <laughs> like yoga. Because it's yoga for you. <laughs> oh, you see, you already have a new brand, a new identity. You're going to yeah. fucking kill it. He is just so... I he's just such a bummer to be around. I cannot consistently yeah. be nagged at like a child the way Shida is. And when she is trying to assert herself, like in the, the very valid request of like, well, I need to speak to a lawyer and get my own kind of clauses in if I'm going to sign this. He just seems so taken aback, which is like, mm. why? This is a, you know, why should you be the only one that benefits from this? You want to protect something she wants to protect something that's important to her. Cool. That's how you make a compromise. I know his his whole demeanor was almost like he was insulted by the by the question, by the ask. But what I will say is, side note, I thought it was really cool that his sister is designing her wedding dress. And hopefully 
they'll figure this out so that she could actually wear that wedding dress. I mean, I hope they don't figure it out. Oh, okay, and well, yeah. <laughs> Bilal does not deserve this woman. Bilal needs to do a lot of self-work. Um, but apparently, according to him, you know, he, he thought this trip was going to be so romantic. They were going to connect while he was, like, terrifying her up at, like, 3,000 feet when she's afraid of heights and throwing legal papers at her. But sure, Bilal. Good Lord. I hope the Internet is still cutting into him. Um, let's go over to someone else that annoys me, and that is Ari. Um, and more more specifically, what annoys me is her relationship with Leandro and Leandro. And her parents. Like, everyone's her parents. me off now. Fucking trash. No Happy New Year for you. Um, so Leandro's back. <laughs> or really, he never left. But he's visiting them. And, you know, she's, like, reminding us that he's her best friend and they could talk for hours and laugh and he can buy her bras and kiki whatever. Um, and so they're sitting down for lunch and Benny joins them. And, you know, Benny already has let us know he feels uncomfortable with the whole Leandro relationship, friendship. Why do these two need to open up when he sits down with like, oh, we were just like talking shit about you behind your back as a joke? Yeah, it's so fucking rude. And it's like ridiculous that in Ari's head, sparring at a gym in front of a trainer with another fighter who's training for a fight out in the open is more egregious than Mm. you consistently bringing your ex-husband around when your husband has already made it clear that it makes him uncomfortable. Like you don't share a child. So it's not like you Mm -hmm. need to have that relationship. I could see if you struck, if you were like, listen, this man has been my life forever. Once in a blue, I'm going to check in with him because I care about him. Like I still think like you should respect your spouse's wishes, but all right, if he's connected to the family once in a blue, why is he so involved? And this was Benny's day. It's like his holiday. He's excited about Ethiopian New Year. Why does Leandro's ass need to be there? Fuck that. Ask Ari, because they were talking about this New Year, and she's like, well, I think it would be great if Leandro would go. So are you coming? And I just love that Benny tried to nudge him to decline. Like, well, you're going to be busy that day, right? Like, I haven't told you what day it is, but you're going to be busy, right? And Leandro was like, no, because her family is my family. So I'll be there. I love Ethiopian food, so (laughs) I will be there. And so, like, okay, they sit down to have this dinner. I'm thinking, like, it's so nice that her family wants to make sure that he feels welcomed, connected to his culture. They're having dinner with, you know, him for New Year, and it's a big day. And so they start to ask him about um, his culture, basically, like, what's on the plate so they can learn more and take a real interest. But why is it that before he even finished telling them, he gets cut off and the topic turns to Argentinian food, which is the food of Leandro and his people? Yeah, it was specifically Ari's mom who just, like, cut him off. And she's like, tell us about your food. And he's like, all right, so here we've got some lentils. She's like, Leandro, Argentinian food, isn't this colorful, right? And I'm like, what the fuck? Is this Argentinian New Year? Is this Leandro New Year? No. Like, ma'am, you need to, like, it was so annoying and so insulting. And so, like, they were almost, like, fawning over Leandro. Like, oh, my God, Leandro is so happy. Come sit next to us. Come be, like. Leandro should not be their one, but if he is, he should be there quietly and no one should be giving him that much attention because mm-hmm. Benny is Benny's day, you know? You're, you're right. The mom said in the confessional, it's a special day made even more special because Leandro's with us. Okay, well, 
So they're having this little dinner, right? And I just learned that um, a way that you show affection is to feed someone. So you do eat with your hands in in the way that they were eating. I, I already knew that. But then you like hand feed someone. So Benny took this opportunity to be like, well, if we're family, then you're my brother. So let me feed you. Um, <laughs> let me stuff this gigantic piece of food down your throat like you're a fucking duck. And let's see what happens. <laughs> I'm surprised Leandro wasn't like, was there a chicken bone in here? <laughs> I mean, Benny keeps going for the jugular. First, he choked him out when they were sparring, and now he's trying to literally choke him out with food. I know. I do think Benny M. Loki was trying to kill Leandro, like not to be dramatic, yeah. but yes, I think it was part of the plot. And I don't blame him. Like, if Ari doesn't get the message, which she should as his wife, and her mm. family doesn't get the message, as the ex, like, have some self-respect. Ari literally cheated on your marriage while mm-hmm. traveling because you wanted to follow your dreams of going to school and she couldn't be fucked to move to a different state. So she just decided mm-hmm. to travel the world and shacked up with this guy in Ethiopia, left you for him, got impregnated. Mm-hmm. Why are you still hanging around with her friends and family? Go celebrate New Year somewhere else, sir. Exactly. Why are you her emotional... Um not punching bag, but like her sponge, right? Why do you need to absorb all the stuff she's going through in this relationship that is taking place in the relationship you two could have had? And that's the thing that like, I just, I couldn't get over was that Leandro finally showed his true colors and maybe it was mild. Maybe I'm reading too into it, but he, and like after he almost got choked by the food in the confessional was like, yeah, maybe Benny is trying to eliminate the threat. The fact that Leandro is referring to himself as a threat says a lot Mm -hmm. like who is holding a flame for who exactly and if you know you're a threat like you know that you're causing turmoil in a relationship and you truly care for Ari but are not interested in a relationship you would step back again because Mm. it's like this woman has a child they are married I have no need to be in this I could go have food stuff my down my throat (laughs) somewhere else (laughs) I could pay a woman to do this for me. Um, yeah, but no, Leandro's not going anywhere uh, except to go dress shopping with Ari. And oh, the mom made a very insensitive joke that Leandro will pick the bra she wears under her wedding dress. So ridiculous. The mom was throwing all kinds of shit. I was so fucking done with her. <laughs> she was being shady and messy as hell during this dinner because not only did she throw in the bra line, but when Vinny was trying to explain the customs and say like, oh, you know, this is a time where we kind of switch things out in the house, bring in new. And she's like, oh, so what are the new things you're going to introduce? I'm not telling lies. And I'm going to be like, ma'am. Mm. <laughs> ma'am. <laughs> I would have turned to Dr. whatever his last name is, Weinberg, and be like, don't you want to feed your wife a big honking piece of food, too? <laughs> I'm surprised Vinny didn't get a fucking softball size amount of food and be like, here you go. Really need to feed you, my mother-in-law. <laughs> Well, let's move this over to Vegas because I'm actually surprised that Thais let it slip that her dad doesn't know she's getting married. Not only let it slip, but then just would not fold on her. Like, Ugh. this is where Thais is showing her immaturity. Yes. And I'm not saying everybody her age thinks this way and is immature, mm-hmm. but Thais herself is immature. And I'm with Patrick on this. This is so nonsensical. And I don't know how it makes sense to anyone to think that getting married in secret and then not telling your dad and also lying about it's a big difference between going on a trip to America to like I've decided to relocate it and marry this man and not go back so 
I don't think mm-hmm. marrying him behind his back is going to soften the blow. And I'm with Patrick. Like, I wouldn't want to go along with this because who is going to get the brunt of that hate when the dad finds out and is really mm-hmm. pissed off? It's going to be Patrick. Yep. And she said that her rationale, well, she told us, not Patrick. Her rationale is that her dad doesn't like Patrick. And so that's why she's keeping it a secret because dad will try to stop him, stop them. But I'm thinking, I feel like that's even more reason to be honest with the dad. Like, listen, he really loves me. And if the reasons why you don't like him are because you think he's taking advantage of me, like we are going to get married. And I want you to know, and I would like for you to be there for FaceTime because otherwise it is going to come off like this man is stealing my daughter. You know, he went and married her without my permission or my knowledge. Absolutely. But also I love that she's like, well, if I tell him he's going to try to stop us, how? How? How's he going to get into America? How's (laughs) he showing up to Vegas? (laughs) Exactly. Well, I also thought it was ridiculous that she's like set on not telling her dad about the whole going to get married. But she does FaceTime him. And I don't know if you noticed, but she was wearing the ring. And at one point she was like, look at Las Vegas, holding the phone in her right hand, demonstrating the city line with her left hand. The ring is right there. Like her dad is going to notice it because she's going to get careless. Well, he's also a man, though. I don't know yeah, I how know. many I didn't dads. I not gender card, but yeah. <laughs> I don't think he's really noticed. Like, to be fair, I don't even notice until I got engaged. I was never one of those people that noticed, which I should have. When I was single, my friends would always be like, that guy you was talking to is married. And I'm like, what? He was flirting with me. Like, he had a wedding ring on. You homewrecker. Ne- <laughs> <laughs> he started with me. I'm just kidding. <laughs> but no, I would always forget. Like, it's not one of those things that naturally went into my mind to look at people's, like, hands or for rings. So I mm-hmm. highly doubt her dad. Her dad was just probably like, what? What is that? Like, uh, that's very sparse. Like, are you not on right on the strip? Is that Larissa's house? Like, <laughs> Quick side note, because we're talking about Vegas and married men. Um, I think the last time that I was in Vegas was for a friend's bachelorette. And this guy was like, hey, do you want to dance? And I just, I was like, no, thank you. You know, I'm I'm married. He was like, that's okay. I am too. And I was like, oh boy. Like, <laughs> right. But anyway, um, so she decides, okay, I'm going to make this right by marrying Patrick now so we can tell my dad now so Patrick won't be upset anymore so I'm gonna take him to this wedding chapel and I will not understand when Patrick doesn't want to marry me then because it's gonna make me think he doesn't actually love me so again so convoluted the one thing that I will give her on her side though even though this is not her rationale but I think Patrick maybe should have considered doing the just last minute or not last minute impromptu wedding is the amount of money he's going to save. You know, Mm. Jabri is praying for Miona to do something (laughs) like this. (laughs) In South Dakota, not Vegas. (laughs) Yes. He'd be like, oh my gosh, shotgun wedding at the courthouse. Like, let's get our matching jackets. I'm fucking in. (laughs) That's true. Especially when Thais is recognizing this as something so fancy, you know, he's not going to, Patrick's not going to have any feelings of guilt that he didn't give his bride the wedding of her dreams. She insisted on this and she thinks it's fancy. Bada bing, bada boom, you're done. I mean, there's nothing fancier than Elvis impersonator uh, walking you down an aisle. But I think it would have been fun. I think it would have been jokes. I think he would have saved a lot of money. But at the end, I think Patrick's mind is in the right place. If he truly cares about this woman and cares about having a future relationship with his his father-in-law, then yes, marrying her behind his back is not a good move. Mm Mm-mm. The only thing I was not with Patrick with was when he said, this is how you marry a stripper. And I was like, how dare you? Like, all people who want a wedding deserve a wedding. Like, 
how dare you speak ill of exotic dancers and making a living? Shut the fuck up. And anyway. also, all kinds of people get married in Vegas. Yes. Like, uh, where is oh, it? That, the, the big teeth guy from <laughs> Louisiana. Oh, my God. Je, not Jabri. Oh, my God. Jovi and Yara. Jovi. Yara yes. is not a stripper. And that was nice. That was a nice, like, wedding. Her dress was beautiful. Yeah, I was going to say... Bon Jovi, bon Jovi, Elvis, <laughs> Kim Kardashian. Lots of people have had a Vegas wedding. Britney Spears. Yeah. Um, but Muhammad and Eve are not <laughs> looking like they're going to be walking down the aisle or walking towards having a kid anytime soon because they're at the gym. They they decided right now is a good time to talk about this kid they're going to have and how they raise this kid. And Muhammad was very clear that if his child isn't raised Muslim, then he doesn't want a child at all. And I don't know if you caught that he kept saying my child and made it clear after saying my child several times that Eve is not going to influence his child in ways that counter Islam. Red flag. I did catch that. I do think it's a red flag. At the same time, though, I want to say, while I disagree with all of Muhammad's opinions, the one thing I'll give him is unlike pretty much the rest of our cast, you can't say Muhammad isn't honest about mm his desires and his needs. And I applaud that because I agree. If we have two wildly different ideas of how we want to raise our child, we should not be having a child yeah. because it's not going to go well if I want them to be really dedicated to the Islam faith and you want to, you know, pull them away or think it's okay for them not to be. I agree. Don't have a child. He's mm-hmm. right on that one. Oh, I absolutely agree. But it just gave me all kinds of like... I don't want to say anything bad about him because I don't want people to think I'm saying this about like Muslim men because I'm not. But it was just the whole like, you will not have any influence on my child. It's like, sir, that she would be the mother. Like, how? I just. Maybe he doesn't know the word our. Maybe. Maybe maybe he just knows like my kind of like other people on the show had only really known sexy, sexy time. Or that one Turkish dude that could barely speak English but was, like, always making the kids feel uncomfortable. Um. Anyway, so let's move over to Jabri and Miona. So the whole thing centered around this family dinner that happened after the last time we caught Jabri and Miona, which was when they were having this conversation in the park about, like, we're on different wavelengths right now. So they get home. They're having this family dinner. And this family dinner turns into an intervention or, like, an impromptu couples counseling session. Yeah, I would even say it was a full-on ambush because except for one time when Jabri's mom kind of intervened to Mm. have Miona's back, I wouldn't call it a therapy session because they didn't each get equal time to express how they feel. I feel like it was a full-on ambush. The mom knew it was happening. The dad knew Mm. it was happening. They roped in the grandma for emotional support for Jabri, (laughs) not for Miona. Um, And then it was all to kind of be like, well, Jabri doesn't seem happy, Jabri feels rushed, Jabri this, Jabri that. And it was all on Miona. And again, I respect the fact that if Jabri feels it's going too fast and doesn't want to get married right now, I appreciate he's sharing that. I think that's a valid point. Um, but I don't think it's right for it to be four against one, especially mm. when Jabri started on his rant about like, you want everything your way, you're an entitled millennial. I was like, sir, she's mm. an entitled millennial. Aren't you driving your parents' car, living rent-free, hanging out with people named Space Cash and not trying to have a job? Like, really? Yes. I'm like, 
clearly he's been feeling this and he couldn't say this before like Miona is here she gave up her life she is far away from her friends and family and now that you're feeling emboldened by your own family you're able to speak out but like speak out so aggressively to so far as to call her or well I guess he didn't call her an entitled millennial he like backtracked he said no I'm saying she's acting like one okay pot, uh, what is it uh, kettle meat pot but yes, I do appreciate, though, that the mom did that at least at one time come in and, and try to save Miona. But I'm like, this whole thing is just bullshit. Like, how is Miona not in tears at this point? She is very strong. I have to give her that um, because she really held her composure. And yeah, the mom is like, I'll let a lot of abuse and things slide and be unfair. But I draw the line at the word millennial being thrown around <laughs> at people because that is a nasty <laughs> thing to say. Miona. Doesn't deserve that. Also, just like the the family members who ask the stupid questions of like, y'all, you know, are you all really on a time crunch? Or in this case, uh, Mahala, Jabri's mom was like, well, like, what would happen if, you know, to your relationship if you didn't get married on time? Like, let's think about it. It's like, I know what would happen. Miona would have to leave. Like, there are consequences to them not following through, too. Absolutely. I just think that... Jabri, instead of doing using his mom to say the words that he can't say and attacking Miona, well, not attacking, but like, yeah, just as being like this unfair kind of conversation, I think he could solve this very easily, but just by just opening up uh, his laptop, showing Miona his bank account, giving her straight numbers and be like, this is the income I had coming in this year. Zero. This is how much I have to spend on a wedding. $20. This is how much I have to spend on a relocation to LA. Zero. When we'll be able to get out there feasibly, maybe in six years. Me and I'll be like, all right, you know what? Yeah, let me go back to Serbia because I need my Pampas grass wedding on the beach and I'll yes. be able to provide it. He's adding zeros in the wrong way, right? She wants to see them consecutively lined up to make a single numerical <laughs> number. And he's like, no, it's zero plus zero plus zero. <laughs> Well, on that note, um, who gets your appreciation ring for this week? My appreciation ring is going to go to that mattress that had to endure all oh, that no. testing from Kobe, <laughs> <laughs> for Kobe and Emily, uh, who, yeah, just were kind of giving us a little preview into what happens when baby Coven isn't in bed with them. So shout out to that mattress. And yeah, I hope in the like basement. you said, oh, it had a mattress protector. Really hard. I mean, I hope those walls are thick because they're living with her family. Um, my appreciation ring is going to go to Shida's Be Real crew. I really hope that I'm saying it right because she had labeled the group something. But like this crew, which, by the way, she mentioned to Bilal, I was talking to the Be Real crew. And he was like, no, oh, she she's said like, the don't worry. Oh, OK. Yeah, yeah. And he was like, who? And she's like, don't worry about it. <laughs> the streets. All right. The streets are talking. <laughs> Yeah, so shout out to them because they had their girls back, but they were also realistic and like remind her of her self-worth. And yes, we all need friends like that, which thank you to you, too, for being my friend like that. And thank you to you. Yes, always there with solid advice and for distracting me for 30 minutes during <laughs> our schedule to be our recording time after we've disappointed our listeners for three weeks in a row. Sorry, y'all. All right. All right. Well, where, where are we done? We're done. It's a wrap. So on that note, y'all, thanks so much. Please, when you go and leave us reviews, don't mention anything about there being a three-week hiatus. <laughs> Just talk about how much you love us. Give us five stars. Follow me on Instagram at Bored and Bitchy. That's Bored, Letter, and Bitchy. And we will be back next week. Bye. Bye.
Bitchy. Oh. Bitchy. Bitchy. Sorry. <laughs> Bored and bitchy. <laughs>